0: Hi, my name is Justin Evans, part of the leadership team here at DCC. We want to welcome you to a Church in the City podcast. This is our midweek podcast where we discuss the message that we heard on Sunday. And thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoy this podcast, that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Let's take a listen.
1: Welcome to the DCC Midweek podcast. We are happy to have you here listening tonight. My name is Hannah. I'll be your host for this evening. Um, Before we get started, let's go ahead and have you just hit that subscribe button down below. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also share this on your social media pages so other individuals that would appreciate this talk would go ahead and listen. Um, Also, if you're listening on audio, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Um, This will be fun to share with everybody. So, Tonight, we are going to go ahead and continue our discussion. Last week, uh, Jamie did a um, message on all praise and what that looks like. And so tonight, we're going to continue that discussion for part two of all praise. And I have Dave and Barb Grinwis here with me tonight. Welcome, the both of you. Um, So let's go ahead and get started. Um, You know, one of the things that um, in Jamie's message that she had talked about was... um, what if we don't feel like praising Jesus? What does that look like? So I just wanted to ask you guys the question. Um, have there been times in your life where you have not necessarily felt like praising, but still did, and what was the outcome of that? What was your experience in that?
2: Well, I'm Dan, and I'll let Barb take that.
1: Well, I, I had a
0: really awesome experience with that. When Um, We had a condo down in Gulf Shores, Alabama. That was our retirement home. And Hurricane Ivan came through through in 2004 and destroyed. Mm. And 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 I remember remember a midweek praise and worship time at the church we were attending then. And And standing in God's presence with my hands lifted, sobbing, tears running down my face and just just laying it on the altar, praising Him because our plans are not always His, plan. and you know we we don't know why things happen like they do, but we also know that He's a good God, and that whatever happens, you can still walk forward and pray.
1: That's a wonderful story, Barb. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I can say that there, are oftentimes. Um, for myself, when I am struggling with something or dealing with something a little bit harder, I don't always see praise as the answer or solution. And it's not until I finally get to the, bot- get to the end of myself that I finally will start praising. And it's amazing how fast that turnaround can happen in your own heart, right? Um,
2: but don't you think that's a response to to the question, what is it that motivates our praise? And so if you don't feel like praising at, at, any, at any given moment, then you, I guess you have to ask yourself, well, again, what is it that motivates me to praise? And if it's your circumstances, we talked about this earlier, if it's your circumstances, um, then maybe your praise is, is, is ill-founded. Your praise needs to be based on something more absolute, something more lasting, something more foundational, like the goodness of God. And even if you can't always see the goodness of God as a believer, you know it's there. and that has to be the foundation of our praise. So it's something sometimes that we have to that we have to choose to step into,
1: yeah. I definitely agree with you on that, Dan, that um if you look at if you look at David like um Jamie had talked about, David uh, is known as a man after God's own heart. If you read the psalms that he had written, there are some psalms where he is the beginning portion of it is. Where are you? I can't see you? I can't feel you. Don't you see? people are after me. People are trying to kill me every like all this devastation and chaos. But one of the things that I love most about David's psalms that he wrote was by the end, he is praising him mm-hmm. in in declaring who he is, and even though in his feelings he doesn't feel or he's scared or he's upset or whatever those things may be, he's still declaring who God is and um. I agree with you, Dan, that it's a choice. Um, it's it's comes down to the choice of what our heart, where we're going to base our praise out of, um, not just based on circumstances, right? Um, another thing that I wanted to just ask is, Jamie talked about a little bit about um, declaring with our mouth that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, but the other portion of that was also Jesus is Lord over our life, not just declaring that, yes, I accept him as he died on the cross, but there's more. It's Lord over your life. So what does praising God in, from the posture of he's Lord over your life, what does that look like? Or more importantly, what does it not look like?
2: I, I, think to, I think to not envision that more holistic view of that, then you're only looking at him as being someone who has power over your sin and power to forgive your sin and power to, to rescue you from, from, from death and from darkness and everything. And, and it's, it's only half the picture. It's only half the picture because Jesus came uh, and, he, and he said it himself. He wants us to have the abundant life. So that's not just about the absence of sin. That's that's stepping into that's stepping into a life that he has designed for us and 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 the good things that he has planned for us, the plans and the purposes. And we have to acknowledge that he's Lord of that side of it also. And and to not do so, we're gonna miss out on half the fun.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. Yep. And that kind of goes right into what Jamie was also saying is that um she's sitting in the field and God's telling her to put your hands to the plow and plow the field. And he, that means he is Lord over that field. He is Lord over everything. Um, so I like what you're saying Dan is that it's not just about saving us from going to hell and giving us a, a, an alternative place to stay in eternity, but also living the abundant life that God has called us to, um, in that regard. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that.
0: Well, she she brought up the term bond servant too. Yeah, which is a term that I really like because it's it's a servant by choice. It's um it's not something that you're um made to do. It's something you choose to do. And as a bond servant, you have a master, and, then, and that master will tell you what to do and how to do it. And um, there's freedom in that, even though you're a bond servant
1: yeah yep that does it does come down to choice again, right? our Our choices are the thing that what are we going to choose to foundationally praise from um, instead of our circumstances? And also, um Jamie did also make a mention of um anything that we're not praising for for the Creator is going towards creation or the created um things that are fallible, things that are likely to pass away and are not eternal. Um, in from that place, um, one of the things I loved about the, um, the passes that Jamie shared was, um, the, the things that are eternal are things of God, not of, of you know, this world, worldly things. Um, in the passages that Jamie had read also, it talked about how, you know, when when they stopped praising God, the symptoms of what happened was they started looking at each other lustfully or unhealthy sexual ways and different things like that. Um, in this world, it seems, has a very... Has a very unique way of pointing out the glaringly obvious sins that everybody else is committing, correct? But the thing that also was talked about in there was what about the the gossip or the fear that you walk with, or all of these other things that may not be so glaringly obvious and I just wanted to touch on that for a minute because um as a church um, do you do you believe that the church is, is suffering from those things as well, as we are able to, the Pharisees, point out other sins that other people that are still worldly are dealing with and don't deserve God's love. Um, and what, what would you say if, if, it was, if the church struggles with that? What would you say would be something that um, would reconcile that so that we are in a healthy place? as a church, generally speaking.
2: I think Jesus gave the answer to that. He said, take the log out of your own eye before you start looking at the log in somebody else's eye yeah. or the or just the sliver in somebody else's eye. Get the log out of your own eye. <clears throat> so it seems to me that it, it comes down to repentance. Yeah, We need to repent, which means we simply need to stop, acknowledge that we've been going the wrong way and turn around and get back in line with the direction God wants us to go in. Which is about propagating the gospel, not not picking other people apart, or not 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 being so critical all the time.
1: Yeah, I do believe I do agree with you. I also think one of the things that Jamie said, if I can easily point it out in other people, I should also be able to point out those th- those same things within myself. And where have I come? And in my mind, it all comes back down to humility as well—is recognizing mm-hmm. that we are not. We are not any better than, we are, we are humans, first and foremost, and have struggled the same way every human has struggled, right? Um, but what we have inside of us that the world does not have is the hope of Jesus Christ, right? And that's our responsibility to share that with the world. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is Jamie had also talked about praise being a posture. Of Him, Lord, in your life, a praise being a posture. Can you guys share with me a little bit about how you see this posture if you are praising, praising the the King of Kings, um, as the Bible talks about? What does that posture look like?
2: Well, I think an, another word for posture that makes it helpful for me is is, is the word attitude. It's it's an attitude that I take on, and when you have a particular attitude, it colors, it colors everything you do, everything you think, it colors your behavior, uh, your thoughts, your, your relationships with other people. Um, and so if you've, if you've adopted an attitude of praise, rather than saying, oh, praise is a thing you turn off and on, it, it's, it's not, it's an attitude. Um, it's part of the mind of Christ. Paul tells us in Philippians 2 that we're to take on the mind of Christ. And another way to interpret that is say you take on the, you adopt the same attitude that Christ has, and Christ clearly had an attitude of praise in everything that he did. Everything he did, he gave glory to his Father. Um. So I think it's about an attitude that you adopt.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think um, using the the clinic as an example, we couldn't have done that without that attitude of praise. But every morning, wake up and say. Let's see what you're going to do today, God. You know, and just that attitude of expectancy, knowing that he's good and that he has good things for us, it just changed everything. And, and we saw miracles continually during that time because we expected him. expected that, you know, with that attitude of expectancy, of praise, of glorifying him in whatever we did, it just happened.
1: You don't have to work for it. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point, Barb. Just a great point. I know, um, we talked a little bit about emotions already and, you know, Jamie had also mentioned that she doesn't care how she feels anymore because her feelings have no impact on eternity. It doesn't, it, it's all, it becomes more about her. Right. And I guess my question is if there is a, if there is a challenge or a heartbreak or a disappointment or fear or something that maybe some of our listeners may be, maybe feeling and experiencing right now, what is, you know, practically what is a way that they can have a change in their heart to where they can say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now, or I'm going to do something different. I'm going to praise now. How would they do that? Do you think? They
0: would have to, well, well she said something you know, about the feelings that I wanted to bring up here. And she said, a, um, not it's not about feelings. feelings. This is who got it. And God, God doesn't, matter, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about, about feelings or he does not change with feelings. So, so God, is God is always God. God. And, and we're the, we're the variable, variable here. The we're the, the ones that kind of, that kind of, of go up and down, down, up so. and down. Um, um So we have to keep that in mind. We have to understand that it's, it's not about these feelings that are dictated by the circumstances around us. If we focus on the circumstances,
1: we're glorifying
0: those circumstances. And instead, focus on God and glorify Him, and the circumstances kind of fall away.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Barb. The circumstances are
2: are parallel to this story about Jesus walking on the water, and and. Peter wants to be called out of the boat to walk with him. And Jesus says, okay, come on. And and Peter steps out onto the water and he walks on the water to Jesus. And then all of a sudden he starts feeling the wind and the waves lapping at his ankles. And that's when he looks down and that's when he sinks. And that, the wind and the waves, those are your circumstances. Yeah. If he could have kept his eye, if he could have kept his eyes locked on Jesus' eyes, he wouldn't have sunk. And of course, Jesus rescued him anyway. But he wouldn't have sunk. And it's it's those circumstances that will drag us down every time. In the, In the same
0: wind and waves were there when he was walking a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. were there when he sunk. He was walking through the wind and the waves then. Right. And that's important.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I, I appreciate both of you sharing that perspective. Um,
2: Barb talked about when we were when we were building, building the medical clinic. And and I got to tell you, there's more than one occasion when something would start to flounder, whatever it was, some sort of challenge would rise up. And, and, and I heard God more than once say, don't look down, don't look down. That was Peter's mistake. Don't look down.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing testimony. Um, I just appreciate you sharing that. I think, it's, it's very easy. Humans can be very easy to get distracted away from, you know, we, we tell ourselves, I'm not going to eat the whole bag of chips. I'm just going to have a small handful. And next thing we know, the whole bag of chips is gone. Right. And so it's easy for us to, to get distracted from those things that we have made a, made a pact in our, in our mind that we're not going to do what we're going to do, but then things happen. And, you know, something devastating happens and now I'm finishing off a whole tub of ice cream when I didn't want to eat it all. Or, you know, I, I didn't want to go do that thing, but I still did that thing, even though I didn't want to. And I think, I think it's definitely a a thing, a, a tool that Satan uses to try to draw us away from what we have set our hearts on, because we know that where the, where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. We know that, you know, we have peace that rules inside of us, like it we have the, the peace and the goodness and all the fruits of the spirit already in in us, and if we can get caught in those feelings of how we feel about a situation or how we feel about whether or not God is worthy of our praise because of how we feel, then that can draw us away from God. So I
2: appreciate you sharing that. Well, and sometimes we blame God oh, absolutely for those circumstances. yeah, that was that was, that was the first tool. That the devil used in the garden was yeah. to try to convince Adam and Eve that God's intentions were not as honorable as He as He said they were. Did God really say that? Does, does He really have your best interests at heart? You know, maybe he's got, maybe He's got His own agenda, and so those circumstances, those adverse circumstances that you're uh, that you're experiencing, maybe those are stumbling blocks that God threw in your path, and then we blame Him.
1: Yeah, yeah. and
2: we forget about the goodness of God.
1: Yeah. Yep, it's definitely a tool that Satan, that Satan can use. Um,
2: And he doesn't have any other tools, so we ought to be able to recognize it by now. (laughs) Yes,
1: you would, you would think, you know, one of the things that I learned um, probably a couple months ago, um, I, I don't think I've ever struggled with fear, at least not blatantly that I understood, but what I started understanding is that the way that Satan comes at me with fear is it, it disguises itself as wisdom. And that's one of the things that Jamie had talked about in in her message is that God tells us to go do something. We're like, well, we just want some wisdom. We just, we just want some wisdom first. And for me that that's always been my approach is well, I want to do this the right way, and I want the wisdom of God to just download into my brain so that I don't make a mistake. It's my human understanding, relying on my human understanding, because um, praising Him would be declaring that even though I don't understand, He is still good. He still has my back. He's still going, walking with me. He's never left me. That would be that would be the faith filled thing. But my humanness and understanding is I need to be wise. So the only reason I share this is because um, Jamie had talked about the inheritance based on earthly things and not in the kingdom, and that there are people um, that she is in relationship with or she knows that is relying on her to do the thing that God has done, that God has called her to do, to plow that field with the tools that God has given her. If there's anybody listening to this podcast tonight that is struggling with that, what would you say to them? What would you say if they thought, thought, well, I I think God told me to go do this, but I'm not sure, or I'm scared to do that thing because what if X, Y, and Z happens? What would you say to them?
0: Well, I, I wrote this down from Jamie's talk too. God can't show what he can do if we don't walk forward. And that resonated with me because when we, um, when, when we first started the clinic, and I heard God say that we are supposed to start a free clinic, and I went, "Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know the first thing about starting a free clinic." Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the middle of it, I said, "Dan, you know, you're going to have to be the sole breadwinner, and I'm going to have to quit my job. I can't do it all." And he said, "So go for it." So, may I quit my job? August, his company went bankrupt. We we're two people in their fifties with a dream to open a free clinic. We had two mortgages, and we we just asked. We went off on a building, and went okay, God, if this is going to it's going to work. And And today, the clinic has been open 15 years. They have served over 20,500 patients in that time. And I can't tell you the amount of miracles that have been in that place. And it's humbling, and I give him all the glory, because I didn't know the first thing, but if you walk, Day by day, step by step, moment by moment, and just walk forward in what he's telling you to do. He makes a way where there isn't a way.
2: And, in his, and his he strength. It.
1: In his strength.
0: In our weakness, he is our
2: strength. In his wisdom.
1: Yeah, I I have to tell you, I appreciate you sharing more of the testimony about the clinic that um, that was... A walk of faith um, based on faith. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, one uh, thing that Jamie said was, there are things that you can't do in faith. You can't judge by faith, you can't um, you know point the finger at somebody, you can't be brutal at somebody, you can't be critic- critical of somebody in faith, but there are things that we can do in faith. Um, and she had mentioned that we do everything by faith. Um, Are there any tangible ways that we could, you know, discuss with our viewers about um, what does, you know, walking by faith, serving by faith, loving by faith, giving by faith, what do those things look like practically walked out or shown to the world? How does the world recognize that there's somebody who's walking by faith or there's somebody who's giving by faith or somebody who's serving by faith? What does that look like?
2: If for one thing, I suppose if you're you're doing things that are impossible, things that things that the world would say they'll never succeed at that or or, or that that can't that can't possibly happen. and if you're able to do those and at the same time give glory to God for those things, uh, hopefully that would be begin to be clear to people. I think I think you know scripture talks about uh, doing things in such a way that that you know that even the world would look at you and say, "Wow. It's, you know, your your good works, your good works, uh, are 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 an affirmation of the glory of God, not an affirmation of you or your strength, but they're an affirmation of the glory of God because it's the only way they could possibly get done.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I don't know. You need to add to that.
0: Um, I did, but we
2: we do we do what we do in faith. Our faith can go. Our faith has more credibility to it every day because we see the faithfulness of God more and more and more every day. And there's a synergy there, in it just steamrollers. And as our faith is based on the faithfulness of God, if if God was failing us at every turn, obviously we would lose faith. But we don't. We 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 our faith gains traction because every day we see God being faithful.
1: Yeah.
0: I I remember sitting with a a young man. I was on a, a mission trip in Guatemala, and he was telling me that the dreams, the things that he felt, that God was asking him to do. And he said, "I can't do that." And I said, "That's how you know God." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you can't do it, then it's God. Because if you could do it, you would get the glory. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it, it's God, because then he has to get the glory. Yeah,
2: yeah. But that was about his dreams. Yeah. It was about his dreams, and that's and that's practically chapter and verse from the book of Hebrews, that faith is a substance of things hoped for. The things that that guy was dreaming about, the things that he was hoping to see come in his life, only would have any substance to them based on his faith. Mm-hmm. And his faith has to be based on the faithfulness of God.
1: yeah yeah, you're right.
2: It's a big circle.
1: It is definitely a circle for sure. You know, I, I do say that, um, you know, Jamie had also mentioned that we have, like you said earlier, Dan, is that we have the goodness inside of us. We have the goodness of God inside of us. And part of our responsibility isn't just changing our residence of where we're going to spend eternity, but also sharing that with people because we may be the only Jesus that somebody sees today. Um that that point hit me square between the eyes because there are there have been multiple opportunities that I may or may not have participated in this past couple of months where I didn't want to be the Jesus to somebody that day because I was in my feelings or I was feeling a certain kind of way or or whatever that may be but I will say that pointing that having Jamie say that gives you pause for a minute to think mm-hmm. about, okay, so there's something bigger. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about showing the glory of God to those around us. Um,
2: I get to preach Sunday and, 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 and when I do, and I won't, I won't spoil it now, but, but, but I will tell a story Sunday about an experience department I just had where we were pulled into exactly that. And we were given the privilege to be, Jesus to a to a total stranger in the middle of a crowded bar, <laughs> and it was amazing. It was amazing because Jesus clearly, clearly showed himself to this man.
1: That is amazing. I will say, just it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> just to that point, I can imagine like sharing and being the hands and feet in a in a situation like that. I can imagine how
0: in the middle of a crowded
1: bar. Yeah, yeah. In mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> I, get I get it. I can say that um, it's it's scary in a sense of vul- it makes you vulnerable, right? And so um, there was a situation that I had, um, one of the circumstances, the way that I was Jesus to this individual was um, opening up my heart to pray for him when everything inside of me did not want to. Right. Because my choice is, I can't fix this, but I know the person who has the ability to. Um, And I think that that is one of the things that a lot of the world struggles with is is when we're in a place of hurt or struggle or pain or whatever that thing may be, we tend to build walls around our heart. We don't we don't want we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable. But one of the things that I do know is that the when when Jesus is Lord of your life, he is the one that can take those walls down so that you can be that thing, right? Um, out of curiosity, have there been moments in your life that you have experienced where maybe you did you did something um, that was being the hands and feet that might not necessarily look like the hands and the feet? Maybe it was something between you and God that you did, or maybe it was a conversation you had with God, or maybe it was something that wasn't tangible, tangibly seen by the rest of the world. Was there a situation that you guys have ever done something like that?
2: Hmm. I'm drawing a blank.
1: <laughs> like in my situation, the most Jesus thing I could do at that time was not talk to this individual about God, but it was talk to God about this individual and, and place him on the altar so that I didn't have to worry about that. Hmm. You guys ever done something like that before?
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you were, you thought that you should talk, pray with him, talk with him, but instead you said, pray for cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of confronting the situation, I'm going to go to God with it, this and lay this out for God.
0: It's a much safer place to be. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you protect your heart. We yeah. all do it. Yeah. Um, I can't bring anything specific up, but I'm sure I have. Yeah. We all do it. Because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to open ourselves up for that hurt that we know is coming, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have any other questions. Do you guys have any other points that you want to make to our audience tonight?
2: Well, I have a speech that I, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I, I jotted down some, some things that I, that I was hoping we would be able to. Sure. To cover. And I, and I, and I'm pretty sure that we that we touched on them all. Okay. That we touched on them. All. I guess. I guess if I was going to conclude with one thing, I see it jumping out at me here, and that is, I was looking earlier today at Ephesians six, where Paul talks about putting on the the armor of God to be able to stand firm against the wiles of the devil, and he doesn't specifically mention uh, putting on a mantle of praise. And, uh, and, and, as, and and as I read the passage over and over. I guess I saw that he didn't really have to. It's 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 kind of between the lines, all through all of those verses that you do, that you know that that you, that you put on the belt of truth and the helmet of salvation and you and shield of faith and you and you wield the sword of the spirit. You, you do all those things in that attitude of praise. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have any expectation that they would have any effectiveness, and so. And so one of the one of the most strong ways that you can stand firm in this world is to is to adopt that posture of praise.
1: I agree. Absolutely. I can tell you that just in some of the the recent months of challenges and struggles that I personally have gone through, um, praising him isn't just singing worship music, although it can be a part of that. But praising him is acknowledgement. Of who he is, and reminding him, reminding ourselves about who he is, because that is the weapon that I use against any any thoughts that I have, any feelings that I have that would draw me away from him, or attempt to at least. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah.
0: So. One thing that Jamie said is, um, I need to be operating from a position where I am recognizing his goodness and kindness at all times. And I think that's where we all fall down. I think that's what Dan's talking about, attitude. It's knowing that God would never give someone cancer. You know, and, and so you, you have in your heart a, a sure, absolute understanding and knowledge that he is only good and he is only kind and he doesn't do those things. And from that posture, I think anything's possible. Because then you're working from the fact that he's good, he's kind all the time. And of course, he'd want this person cared of cancer. That's who he is.
1: I agree. I agree. A position of reminding ourselves that he is, yeah, he is good, and he is nothing but good, and there is no darkness in him. He's not afraid of darkness, but there is no darkness in him. I appreciate your I appreciate that reminder,
2: Barbara. And he doesn't need to be punishing us at every turn, <laughs> right? Because Jesus took that punishment for us. Right. He took the punishment for us. He 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 died for our for our healing. He died to eradicate our shame and our in our guilt. He took all that for us, and so we don't have to we don't have to adopt a posture of guilt and shame. We can adopt a posture of praise.
1: Amen to that. Amen to that, Dan. Do you want to lead us in a in a prayer this evening as we pray for the folks sure. that are listening? Sure.
2: Sure. As I bang the table with my hand, huh? <laughs> Our incredible Father, we just we we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise for all you are and for all you do for us. And we pray that you would just just make us more and more increasingly everyday cognizant of that, more aware of it, so that we can so that we can adopt that posture of praise and 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 how that will how that will change our lives and how that will affect our thoughts and our actions. And we will be able to lead a life more pleasing to you, and we will be able to lead a life that is that is filled with abundant joy, which is what your desire is for us. And so we thank you for this time we've had. We just pray that the that the spirit of God, Will 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 carry the the words and the thoughts and the the concepts that we've discussed tonight, carry them out and, and plant them in people's hearts, so that so that those who need to hear can hear what the Spirit is saying. And We ask all this in the name, the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for listening tonight, guys. Uh, don't forget, go ahead and click that subscribe button down below. And uh, you, that way you can get notified when we have new podcasts coming up. Also, make sure you share this on your social media platforms. And uh, tune in on Sunday mornings when we, um, uh, either to on YouTube, to go ahead and watch our, our church stream live. Or even better yet, we'd love to have you at DCC, downtown Grand Rapids. You can go ahead and visit our website at atchurchinthecity.org. Have a great night, guys.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Church in the City podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this podcast with a friend as we are fulfilling our mission to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Thank you again, and we'll see you guys all next week.